Welcome to the Wood Podcast, the lo-fi skateboard podcast where we talk about where we're from, what we ride, and why we still skate. Is one of the founders, or he's the founder of Foundry Skateboards, of Foundry Helsick Skateboards, and uh, we are here at Pflugerville Skate Park, March 26th, 2022. Uh, just a suburb outside Austin, Texas, but a really cool, big, huge skate park. Uh, we come here a lot, don't we, Pat? Yeah, we do. Yeah, and I've known Pat for a long time. He's an OG skater uh, from the Kingwood scene, Golden Ghetto, just a suburb outside of Houston. We just can't seem to stay away from the suburbs, can we? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Golden so, yeah, so Pat, as the founder of Foundry Skateboards, tell me a little bit about why you decided you wanted to start a skateboard company. Well, I just wanted to be part of the industry. Uh, skateboarding has been a big part of my life. And after 40 years of skating, uh, felt like it was time to give back a little bit. Definitely not trying to get rich, just trying to be part of it. What? You're not trying to get rich? No, that's not going to happen in my lifetime. It's not going to happen pedaling skateboards? No, not pedaling skateboards. All right, man. So... Tell me, um, you have several different styles of graphics. Did you make these graphics yourself? I did. Uh, the bomber graphic that I did, I tried to base after Pal Peralta old school boards that I really like the graphics on and uh, just try and be at par with everybody else and make something cool. Be at par or to be superior? I don't know. I don't know that I'll ever be superior. I look up to all these guys too much to Fair try enough. and pass them up. Yeah, yeah. So you have a lot of tattoos, and uh, a lot of your tattoos are based on skate graphics. Tell me about them. Like, which ones do you have, and why did you get those? Um, I don't know. Growing up in Houston, we got to go to Shut Up and Skate a lot, so I have the uh, Zorlak Shut Up and Skate. Um, I've got the Gator Hypnoswirl. And uh, Klaus Grabke that I used to ride a lot. Uh, yeah, with the melting clock. So anything that it was kind of in my life a lot. Vision fly or uh, Madrid flypaper and oh, Madrid flypaper. <laughs> I tried to put a little bit of everything on there. Some punk skulls. Yeah. Uh, they got the H Street cat uh, eating out of the dog food bowl. Nice. <laughs> so it's just basically all your favorite skate graphics growing pretty, up. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, man, there's a lot of really cool boards. And you mentioned Shut Up and Skate as well uh, at the skate park at Houston. Oh, yeah. So you used to go there a lot when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. We'd have our uh, friend's mom drop us off and we'd stay as long as we could. Dennis was really nice because we were kind of poor and he would let us help build the ramps to pay for our membership fees for the year. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the Kingwood days? Uh, who were some of your favorite homies around the, um, the, that you looked up to in the Kingwood scene? Oh, wow, there were just so many. Uh, <laughs> obviously the McGrath brothers. Um, Jody Hudson. I, I looked up to Marcus, to all the guys, honestly. So, 
windy out here. It's all right. I got the, <laughs> I'll edit the wind out. <laughs> right. But no, I mean, there are so many rad skaters back in the day. They were all probably a year or two older than us, but it's kind of where we learned it all from. So you had a ramp in the yard behind you? I did. I had a six foot half, uh, 16 feet wide. That you I did built. the kids behind you? No. Oh, well, uh, Mike DePippo had a half for BMX behind me oh, when I was okay. in fifth grade. But yeah. Uh, in high school, I had a six foot that I had the H Street team come over and had Matt Hensley and Ron Allen and all them skating at my house for a day. Was, they just showed up? They were doing a demo at Schwinn and they had no ramps to ride and they asked where everybody rode and everybody pointed to me. So we went to my house and they got me in a little bit of trouble. Matt Hensley kept trying to ollie over the fence off the ramp and land on my neighbor's roof and they called the police on us. So it was a little interesting, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I remember Schwinn. That was the, the one skate shop, you know, in quotes in right. Kingwood. And that lady there, you know, she would always have the, the competitions in the parking lot. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes they would actually bring ramps, but when yeah. H Street came, they had nothing, <laughs> not one single thing for them to ride, and so... Well, it's H only, Street, right? Right, <laughs> I mean, you can only do so many ollies to lampposts, as Ron Allen was ollie into nose picker on like a four and a half foot lamppost, and it was just like... Yeah, what are we going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> How many times can I watch this? Yeah. It's kind of a signature move. <laughs> no, but he's sick at it. Yeah. But I get it. There was just nothing to do out there. Uh, I mean, when they would bring Tony Hawk and the guys, they would at least bring ramps with them. True. Like drop them off in the parking lot or whatever. Yeah. So what would you say? Who are your top three favorite skaters of all time? Ooh. Well, you can go five if you need definitely to. Definitely Lance Mountain because he's all fun and games, and I've always loved his personality and his riding ability. Um, I like a lot of the pal guys, so Cab, obviously. He's just laid back. He's got a really nice flow. Um, but, I mean, Tony Magnuson was a big deal. Tony Mag. Yeah. He was a big deal to me. He's a name kind of forgotten me. about sometimes. Yeah. Like, I tried to watch everything that he did. Uh, was super inspiring to me. Um, okay, so you got Lance Mountain, Steve Cab, and Tony Mag. Yeah. All I right. Mean, you want to go two more? Eh, I mean, I could, but it's going to be like, I don't know, Claus Grabke or Roskop. Okay. Something like that. And then you always got to have a freestyler. Yeah. So, I mean, Mullen or, yeah. you know. It's the clear pick. In yeah, a lot of cases. definitely, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> so, music's a big part of your life, too. Hey. And uh, you work at the Continental Club. So, you've seen basically just about every single band that's gone through Austin at some point or another. Um, so, what are some of the skate bands that have gone through there? Not a ton, honestly, but obviously Agent Orange played there quite a few times. Um, I love it when they play. I love making posters for them when they come in town. Do a little barter, make some posters, and yeah. give them to them. They give me a free skateboard deck for my collection. Right on. Uh, uh, uh -oh. That's a lot of fun. Um, do you have a lot of skateboards? I do have a lot of skateboards. <laughs> Uh, don't have any hung on the walls, but I've got piles in all the rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Something my girlfriend probably doesn't really like that much. That's all right, <laughs> if man. If you've got a yeah. unique shape or a rad graphic, I'm buying it and I'm saving it. Is that why you wanted to start your own skateboard company? So yeah. you can kind of take your favorite mix of all those? 
Pretty much. I mean, I that and I've always just, you know, when Brian and I put Boundary and Helsick together, like it was pretty rad because when we were in fifth grade, we were talking about having a skateboard company in 1984 oh. and drawing pictures for the graphics back then. Yeah. And so to see it come to light 30 years later or 35 shoot, years later, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird, but cool. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, even if it doesn't last forever, just to be a part of it and all the people we've got to meet doing it. Yeah. Going to HVR and meeting all the guys. So, so tell me about HVR Houston Vert Ramp competition. What was that like? The Houston Vert Ramp competition was spectacular. It was more than I expected. I met a lot of cool guys that I don't think I would have met otherwise. Some of your longtime idols. Yeah. I mean, Mark Lake. Talking to him and listening to how he did his company and came out with his graphics and shapes, it really kind of expanded my mind. Nice. Though so I can't wait to go back again this year to see who I'm going to meet that's going to change my life from there. Yeah, yeah. And then what about, tell me about the Brushy Creek Skate Park competition that you sponsored. Brushy Creek Skate Park competition is to me more for the kids yeah um i you know i got lucky that they didn't really have any sponsors and so i kind of stepped up to do whatever they needed and it was a really good turnout the kids seemed to have a great time and it just felt good all the way around nice so that and within part with the 100 percent skater stuff that we do um collecting money or donations of skateboard parts and putting together boards to give away to underprivileged kids for Christmas is something that we're having a lot of fun doing. Passed out over 50 boards this Christmas, completes. Nice. And uh, just seeing the little kids open the board on Christmas morning is, yeah. is better than any present that I could open under, under my tree if I have one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, really, it's kind of paying itself back having your own company because you're you're given the ability to be able to give back and yeah, yeah. No, i mean that's kind of what it's all about honestly i mean just the community of skateboard is so important and i didn't realize for a while how important it was but it it makes your life better yeah so just the guys that you hang out with and the stories and it's it's a uh, I mean, we've all reconnected, you know, as all all us old Kingwood heads, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> but it's like you didn't realize you missed it until yeah. you got it back, and then you're like, "Wow, how did I go so long without this?" Yeah, like, I, I think we're seeing a lot of that with with guys our age. You know, some people that used to skate are picking it back up. Some people skated the whole way through, but are now finding a, a new fire for it. Oh yeah. yeah. So. Oh, and it's all changed a lot. I mean, I did a lot of half pipe when I was younger, and now we're doing mainly bowl and street, and so it's a big adjustment especially did, at our age did you have to learn how to hit bull corners again? i had a big uh problem with uh learning how to carve i guess yeah um, because i was a straight back and forth kind of guy and uh yeah it took me a couple months yeah uh i could get to the bottom of the bowl and couldn't figure out how to get back to the top <laughs> Well, you hit up the sea fan ditch pretty well, man. Ditch seemed to be pretty intuitive. Well, I mean, growing up, we did, since we only had a couple guys with half pipes or the skate park, which was about 30 miles away, yeah. we pretty much just skated ditches and curbs. And yeah, so I feel pretty much at home on ditches and curbs. So, so Kingwood had a lot of ditches. What were some of your favorite ditches around there? I don't know. I mean, 
I would say one of mine was the fire station ditch, even though the fire ditch. There, really, yeah. there really wasn't much to skate on it, but it was so tall and gnarly, just yeah. like going up and down and just like doing swampy some, weeds. Yeah. Doing some bonelesses <laughs> and some ollies and whatnot. It was all I needed back then. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I don't know if it's 30 or 40 feet high. It's pretty damn high. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get speed wobbles going down that um, thing. I don't know what the ditch was that was over by the college back in the woods. Oh, the Lone Star yeah. Ditch now, I think is what it's called. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Just stumbled upon it on accident one day, uh, riding my bike through the woods and was like, why is there a giant ditch back here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice T shape. And it, it was another one that was like 30, 40 feet on the sides, but then it had a six foot side, which was kind of weird. <laughs> 30 feet to six feet. <laughs> yeah. You launched pretty far over it. Yeah. <laughs> and what about the church bowl? Did you ever skate that thing? Where was that? Behind one? the Methodist church. Oh, I skated that one. Yeah. yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was kind of tight. Yeah. Oh, um, there's a, you know, we did a lot of brick walls. So in, in brick um, walls, yeah. And humble yeah. by the skate. Uh, roller skating rink there yeah. were a lot of like four foot brick slanted bank walls mm -hmm. and whatnot where we would go down and you know ollie to grind or pivot or whatnot yeah had a lot of fun on those uh, it makes a unique sound when you're riding across the brick yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing nothing better than a meaty grind and bricks just just going over the <laughs> i mean back when we were in uh middle school we would save 50 cents of our lunch money and go buy a metro ticket and skip school and ride down <laughs> to houston on the metro bus and skate downtown on the transition buildings all oh day. yes transition building yeah riding some marble buildings getting chased by the uh, security <laughs> <laughs> was uh, quite a fun uh doing a lot of scare stair gaps stair um, gaps yeah yeah there were some good like 15 step gaps there yeah. Did you ever do 15-step gaps? I did, and unfortunately, one of the times we went to Houston on a bus pass, I had a brand new uh, skull and sword uh, bonite board, and I bonite. did a 15-step. <laughs> I haven't heard that term in ages. Did a 15-step gap, and as soon as I landed, I snapped my board in half, and we even had just, with the bonite. Yep, and we had just got there, so all day long I got to walk around and follow everybody carrying two pieces of my board. <laughs> And tried to beg people to actually let me borrow Please, theirs. Sir. <laughs> Can I have a dollar? It's probably the worst day ever spent in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's almost falling over on his board there. <laughs> I love falling in love. <laughs> Well, cool, man. Where can people buy your boards here in uh, Austin? You, you can buy our boards at No Comply Skate Shop. It's a very popular skate store in Austin. Yeah, it's probably uh, the most popular skate store here in Austin now. Maybe in Texas. Yeah. Um, you can also get them at Apparition Skateboards on the drag, or you can get them at FoundrySkateboards.com, or you can swing by the shop whenever you'd like when I'm there and you can buy them directly for me. Yeah, you can shoot Pat. Um, what are you on? Like, what's the, I don't know, are so you? I'm on Instagram, on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. I've okay. got social media platforms for Foundry Skateboards and Hellsick Skateboards. Um, uh, shop is located off Cesar Chavez downtown on the east side of Austin. Um, they're usually at least five to six days a week during the day. Got a little quarter pipe in there. Oh. All right. So, 
Trying to do it up. Keeping it real and keeping it local. That's Pat Moorhead, founder of Foundry Skateboards, OG Kingwood Head. And uh, yeah, man, thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. Thank you.